How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome to yet another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. How you doing? Super, super, super. Okay, y'all, so we're going to get into this conversation today. And while we have y'all right now, let me just give the number out up top, 404-832-2963. And today's topic is what, my daddy? Sisterhood. Are we our own worst enemy? Sisterhood. Are we our own worst enemy? And some will say, how are y'all getting to this topic right here today? Tell them. Well, let, let me tell y'all. How we're getting to this topic. Because recently, y'all know, it's been a whole bunch of shit since May 13th. Bam. Since I said what I said, it has just been a whole bunch of shit about what I said. What would you say? Well, Daddy, you know what I said. But for the people that don't know what you're talking about, you want to give them a little insight, you know, abbreviated version. You ain't got to be... You know, exact. Okay, so on May 13th, I had a show at the Apollo. And about 10 seconds of the show, I said that uh, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, and Lee Daniels could suck my dick if I had one. Bam. That's what I said, okay? Now, from that, it's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit. People expressing their feelings, their opinions, you know, letting me know how they feel. And I will say for the most part, People have been saying, we stand with you. We get it. We understand it. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But there have been some sisters that have really been um, expressing how they feel. And and I just got to say, Ed Tidy said, they can suck mine and I have one. <laughs> well, listen, baby. Okay. Okay. But they've really been expressing how they feel. And I appreciate the sisters that are really committed to what they believe in. So when Kim Whitley makes the statement that she believes Oprah Winfrey is God, I respect that because if that's what she really believes, that's what she really believes. And it makes me laugh at the same time because people are saying, are you and Kim Whitley having a beef? I'm like, y'all, I'm going to be 50 years old, December 11th. I'm too goddamn old. They'll be having any motherfucking beef. A beef. I I, I can't beef with motherfuckers because I'm too old for that. And you just don't eat meat like I that. I don't eat meat like that. Don't do it. Come on now. Okay. Okay. So we got to talking about how we treat one another and how it could be so easy for us to turn that corner to treat one another not so kind. As sisters. As sisters. And... 
The reason why I cannot take Kim Whitley personal, Cheryl Underwood, per- I can't take it personal because I grew up with it. I grew up with a sister who wasn't the nicest person, I'll say. So when I run into other women who aren't the nicest people, I can't take it personal because my biological sister has gotten my skin so tough as a sister that I can't fall apart when other women may say something out of the way or out of line because I grew up with that. And since this whole thing has been going on, my biological sister jumped on the bandwagon, <laughs> jumped on the bandwagon. Jumped on it. Of how fucked up I am. And I want to share the conversations we've been having because like I told Sid this morning, I said, Daddy, I said, you know, with me and my family's relationship, it is where it is. And it's gotten to a point where we've all made a decision. I don't just want to say me. We've all made a decision. It's best that we love each other from afar. However, if I continue to share these conversations, it might, make, it might help another family out because I know that my family is not unique. I know that me and my sister's relationship is not unique. So when I say that I would like to share it, it's not sharing it as, again, as to call somebody out. It is sharing it to call us up as a community of women because you start saying, how many knocks are we going to take before we get it? And when people say, like Kim Whitley, Monique, get over it. Get over it. Get over it. I don't think she realizes what it is that she, what she's asking me to do because she doesn't fully understand the situation. And when I explain to Oprah the depths of what my family was dealing with and you still do what you did, that says a lot to me in reference to sisterhood mm-hmm. with me and that woman. But I want to take this time out to read some text messages of a conversation me and my sister are having to say to us, sisters, when is it enough? And when do we start uplifting instead of knocking down? So I want to read this to y'all. And the reason why we do this show, again, is because it is saving my life. And these are conversations I don't think you're going to get in daytime. I don't think you're going to get it in nighttime. I don't think you're going to get the <laughs> shit, period. But you're about to get it in real time. Well, okay, Daddy, give me a kiss on that one. I like it. Wait a minute, let me pull it up, my sweetness. I want to share this with y'all. I, and I've pretty much shared my life. Because there's nothing to hide, but I think in sharing it, it can make a difference. Absolutely. So I want to read these, uh, these text messages to you guys. And see how we can make sisterhood work for us. Or how could you make it work for your family? And I know that there are some people saying, oh, my God, you're a celebrity. Why are you sharing this? Y'all, I ain't nothing but another woman. And in addition, before you read that. Yes, sir. It starts at the home. But then there's the extended family of sisterhood. Because on a daily basis, women are being treated as second class citizens. So when you have other women that support the second class citizenship, that's when you say you need each other in solidarity. And then that's when the men are supposed to come in and recognize what women have to offer. Because last time I checked, men don't know what it is to bring life into the world. 
that's why they're so reckless with life mm. versus women. But you do your thing. Um, this first text message came on Friday, May the 19th. Hey, Mo, hope you're well. I do, and I certainly want to reach out to you. I just want to acknowledge your text at this time so it won't appear that I'm ignoring you, sis. Mo, as I'm sure you got hold of the message I posted on Facebook, and like I said, that had to be some kind of joke and or hope because those words sound like they're coming from a person filled with so much pain. And I ventured to say that if that was you, you wish you could have retracted that statement. Mo, the things you are saying and doing lately seem to be coming from don't lately don't seem to be coming from you. Where did all the humbleness go? Where did the gratefulness go? You know, Mo, I heard Iyanla say that your experiences don't have to be someone else's fact. As well as people do evolve, people do and can change. But see, when we want to stay stuck in the past, you will never be able to move forward. When is enough enough? How many apologies? I'm sorry. One can one be given? How many can one be forgiven? How, how to be forgiveness? Now I'm reading what she's writing. What I'm saying, Mo. In spite of it all, I am living my life pain free. I have evolved. I have changed, and I'm not wanting to continue to relive the past. So if and when you want to have a conversation about moving forward and growing up, please call me, sis. I am here for you. Believe that. As far as our mother, you can certainly call her whenever you choose. Love you. Let go, Mo, so you can grow as well. I'll so, uh-huh. Oh, what, baby? I was just going to say, and it sounded like she was giving you permission now to be able to call your own mother. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. There's a, there's a text before this one. Let go, Mo, so you can grow. I want my sister back without having to go back. Open arms, little sis. Hey, Mo, don't know if you got the rest of the text where I left off at. Well, here it is. What I am saying is, in spite of it all, I am living my life pain-free, which says I am and have evolved, I have changed, and not wanting to continue to relive the past. So if and when you want to have a conversation about moving forward and growing up, then please call me, which you did, hollering at me about not picking up the fucking phone, LOL. But I did, and I will call you back as I stated. Mo, I am here for you. Believe that. As far as our mother, you can certainly call whenever you choose. Love you, Mo Mo. Let's get, let's let it go so we can grow. I want my sister back. Okay. And I'll give you a call back. Give me about 15 or 20 minutes. Now, the reason why she's saying that um, I can reach out to my mom, she had blocked me some years ago from speaking to my mother. And just recently, she had blocked me once again. So that's why she's referring to that. Now, when she said she was going to call me back in 15 or 20 minutes, my response was, you got it, waiting on your call. That was at 5.30 p.m. on May 17th. Now, 10.12 p.m. on May 17th, I said, I am calling now from my landline because I hadn't heard from her. Now, when we had a conversation that day, I said to my sister, I choose not to have a relationship with you. I don't wish you any ill will. I don't wish you any hard feelings, but I just choose not to have this relationship because we've never really had one. And what we tried to do was we tried to force something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So from that, 
from that conversation that happened on May 19th, now I get this on May 21st. Now, y'all just heard everything I read to you that she sent me that she wanted a little sister back, open arms. Now, this comes in on May 21st. Wow, Mo, damn. It's bad enough your career is out the window, but damn, to go out like this, since it's about being honest and this nigga so-called been, been down with you all these years, let's hear about when Calvin was whipping your ass. Okay, now, where was he? Let's talk about when you and Mark had this nigga living with y'all and y'all talked about how dirty he was putting cereal bowls under the bed and shit. How about the money he kept asking you for and that letter he wrote about you not being shit? And how about you would only ever be the prettiest fat girl he ever seen. Yeah, boo, that same nigga you calling daddy now. That bitch must have a cold tongue. LOL. Boo, he working you for points. This shit is funny. Damn, take a look back, boo, since he been Gene getting your ass. Not just a direct family. Count back from the so-called friends you had since you started, boo. Think I asked you that before, and you tried to justify, starting with Miss Corey. Did you ever get the true story? Oh, that's right. Your man gave you his version. Down to Lisa, Michelle, Tasha, Rhonda, Yolanda, Don. Okay, no, I'm just fucking with y'all. You know the rest. Continue. Oh, yeah, since Tyler called you, did he offer you a job? He got millions of projects going on. Go figure. Mo, ain't nobody calling you, bitch. LOL. For real. But what I'm going to do is just for you, because we're sick of hearing and seeing you pained up and embarrassing. I don't know if people can call in the podcast, because I'm sick of folks, your fans, talking bad about you. So to help you boost your ratings, I'm going to post your phone numbers online so they can call and tell you how they really feel. And boo, it ain't nothing nice. So you don't think I'm the dead one, It is not, and I'm not just making shit up. So, look for your phone and start ringing off the hook. You may even get a job offer. What, <laughs> bitch, okay. What man, husband, or whatever you call that thing you're married to to tell you to stop all this bullshit. Oh, the, you call that thing you're married to wouldn't tell you to stop all this bullshit. Girl, get your shit in order. Oh, that's right. To do that would take from him. Oh, by the way, money near damn gone. So, he'll be too shortly. Yeah, just like Kim. You ain't exempt, Buki. Oh, again, hug yourself. Love yourself. Because, by the way, whatever you're using these days can't only be weed. You're looking bad, sister. Stop. LOL. So, again, so your fans you have left can contact you directly, perhaps coming from their mouths, you'll stop all this foolishness. And people thought I was defending you. LOL. You're embarrassing. Oh, and again, hug yourself. Love yourself. Because she, she repeats it. Because, by the way, whatever you're using these days can't only be weed. You're looking bad, sister. LOL. She repeats it. And then she goes into, um, you're embarrassing. I'm so glad you're no longer in Imes. Oh, yeah, you have so many to use. Watkins, Jackson, Hickey, you're a disgrace. You know what, for real, it ain't Gene slash Sid's fault. You be always pay every nigga you were with. Get her, Sid, get her. Self-esteem, self-worth, same as it was 20 years ago. Now, let me tell y'all what my response was to that. This is what I had to say. I heard that. I accept what you say, and I have nothing to say. 
except for keep watching. This will also be forwarded to the police pertaining to you giving out my personal information. Please don't contact me again. Thank you. Now, this is from the same woman that started off with, little sis, I'm here for you. (laughs) She responds with, well, okay then. What would a number be to reach you for your live podcast show? Would it be the office line? Folks, your I guess fans want to be able to call you with their views. It is set up as a public forum, isn't it? Girl, people want to be able to have an open conversation with y'all. And like I said, you may be able to pick up some real work. At least you know where you stand with the public. Your fans isn't the point of the podcast. Oh, would that be a problem? Or is it set up only to hear y'all's views? At least, Monique, you could go out gracefully, girl. Oh, yes, you keep watching and listening. I have been, and I guess there's been a... I guess there's been no parts or roles good enough for you. Folks are laughing their asses off. Oh, yeah, especially the piece about your mom. Girl, that was some funny, no pun intended, some sick shit. But like I said, your fans want to weigh in, sugar. So, again, which line should I give them? Or should they just keep going by the hands up hand? I don't know what that means. Like they downhand, they hate. Laughing at your stupid ass. I guess from what I see... Most of your hands are down. Go figure. Okay, I'm done. Now, that was on, baby, listen, that was on May 21st. Now, here we go again on June the 9th. Now, after she sent that one, I'm done. I figured it was done. Out of the blue. Out of the blue, I get off of a plane, I turn my phone on, and here comes this next novel. Damn. Folks keep laughing and someone asks to ask you about, since you're so truthful, why not talk about your own kids? Like allowing one of them to wear dresses and wigs. And you paying for your husband slash wife's ex-girlfriend surgery. But haven't seen your own mother. How cool is that? But there's a surprise coming for you. June 28th. Love you, but you really need to get that out there. As Truth said before, he said your career was over. Now a time clock winding down. You Hollywood broke soldier. Get it, girl. Oh, shit. That's right. People keep telling me to get out of the way of God's way. So I won't get in the way of what he is doing to you. He got you. So I won't get that whipping. He got on your ass. But time for Sid and Aurora to bounce. That's a time clock. To That's a cl- That's a time clock. And you think Mark got $5,000 a month. Oh, baby. That was on June the 9th. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. I responded. I accept what you're saying. And if you didn't have the challenges that you have with drugs, I could really be offended. But because you know your history, I am still speaking to a child mentality. The sad part is the real awakening won't be June 28th, but it will be the day our mother passes away and you have to learn how to live on your own. What you can do is give me an address for our mother so I can put something in the mail for her. Please don't open it when it comes. However, please know I take the June 28th comment as a serious threat. Now, I have not had a response since then. And I'm going to tell you all this because I know 
that this will go viral, and I know that it will go YouTube, and I know people will have a response, and I know there are going to be some people saying, why, why, why? Because, God damn it, I love us for real. And my family is not unique. And this shit with me and my sister, it is not unique. And I am so sick and tired of us leaving here without having the communication, without having the honesty, without being brave enough to say what really needs to be said. Now, when it comes to me and my sister, what I read to y'all, that's years. That's years. And what happens is when you say tell the truth, we don't have nothing to hide. Nothing. But that's years of our parents never getting involved. That's years of our parents sitting back on their hands saying, we're going to let y'all figure it out. I can't ever remember a time where my mother said, hey, y'all are all y'all got. What y'all doing? I always remember my mother being the instigator. Mm -hmm. I never remember a time where my father said, hey, let me get my family together and we got to work this shit out. I remember my father saying when I said we need to talk, y'all grown now. Ain't nothing I can do. But this started when we were children. This started when as far back as I can remember. Am I trying to dime out my family? Hell no. It's my family and it's what I come from. So when people say, Monique, you loud, it's what I come from. When people say, Monique, you outspoken, God damn it, you had to be. Because y'all see what I come from. And I'm tired of hiding behind it. So with my sister, I know she's not unique. These shows are necessary because it's going to hopefully get us to healing. I'm sick of me and Robin taking our walks. And we walk past some black women that we go out of our way and we say, good morning, sister. And she almost grits her teeth so she don't have to speak. <laughs> And we like, bitch, what's wrong? What's going on? So and, and, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. So knowing that it's not unique and wanting us to get better. So when y'all go back through the podcast and you hear me speak of my family through the year and a half we've been on the air, I'm not speaking of anything new. But now I have to speak out about it because now you're there are threats involved. There is a surprise that's coming June the 28th, and it's like you, my sister. What we doing? And when you have these things that transpire in your house, which are not unique, and then you have other sisters that are your universal sisters out there, then you understand why there would be no support because you're already beaten up before you can get outside the door to be able to appreciate the other women that are just like you. And the worst part about this, this information as it pertained to Monique and her family was shared with Oprah Winfrey prior to Oprah having her mother, her father and her brother on the show without revealing it to Monique. And let me say, to be specific, her brother, Steve, she knew Gerald was going to be on there because Oprah approached her in reference to it. But when you have solidarity amongst the sisters, see, Oprah shared things with Monique that she would never reveal to the world because that was a part of the code of what they had. But then to have these individuals come on there and speak ill, especially coming off winning the Oscar Award, it then seemed to be more about ratings than sisterhood. But then when you hear how her biological sister is speaking to her, then you understand how an individual who is not a biological sister could 
deal with her because it's not about sisterhood. It's about getting yours. It's about getting what you want for you, not realizing that women, you cannot do it alone. Come on. You need one another. And men, if you are with your women and they are out there listening, you need to support your women because at the end of the day, by them being the ones who bring us into the world as a grown man, I know what it is to see my friends. I know what it is to talk to my grandmother and know about the struggles that she had to deal with where her husband, my grandfather, would not allow her to be the best that she could be. We must allow one another to be the best that we can be, not just black women in solidarity, but women in solidarity. Mm. The other day, and I can't recall the woman's name um, that was interviewing uh, Jeff Sessions, the sister. I think her name was Kamala something. Uh, I can't remember. But in the midst of interviewing Jeff Sessions, she was cut off by these white men who disrupted her because what she was trying to do was cut through the bullshit. Come on. Because he was lollygagging in conversation, Harris. Harris. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, what was that about? And there were individuals on CNN who said that was sexism. Perhaps. But when you see an individual and you see these individuals who happen to be Caucasian, who happen to be older Caucasian men, and I do not want to stereotype all men simply because they are Caucasian to be by any means racist because there are a lot of men who are Caucasian who are married to black women and who are older and it has nothing to do with it. But ironically, in dealing with Jeff Sessions, this is a man who was written in about by Martin Luther King's wife, Coretta King, who stated you don't want this man in office, but now this black woman is posing questions to him that he's not trying to answer, and they're trying to shut her down. When you have an Academy Award winner who happens to be the only black woman on the planet as an Academy Award winner who is a comedian, the only other one who was a comedian was a gentleman by the name of Robin Williams, and she's saying they don't pay me fairly and don't want to approach me fairly. What do you think you're going to get if you are not an Academy Award winner? More money? And when we speak to, because there were some individuals who were speaking in reference to, well, maybe she's beefing with Taraji, too, because she's talking about her. There is no beef. She's saying this woman deserves to be one of the highest paid women in Hollywood. Does that sound like somebody who is at odds with another sister and with all of someone, with all of what someone may communicate about Monique, she's loud, she's outrageous, she's this, she's that. But what ain't nobody said is she's a liar. Mm. And when you can say that you are walking in your truth, the reason why she is communicating with you in this manner today, folks, is because we have a commitment. And what we want to send out, if nothing else, to the world, don't you let the rest of the world embarrass you out of this life. Because they are no one to embarrass you. Someone's ridicule, someone's judgment for you. You live your truth. You speak it, speak outwardly. Because once you do, then you find out you can't be hurt. You're telling your truth. The fear comes from how will I look to everyone? 
And who are we to be concerned about how we look to everyone when they are worried about how they look to everyone? Yeah, we are talking about it today. Sisterhood, are we our worst enemy in the name of sisterhood? And see, there are certain things that I have to do for me to keep me grounded, to keep me balanced. And one thing that we do every morning, we get up every morning, and me and Robin, we go for that walk every morning. Now, there are some mornings where we have some conversations that I will say or she will say, hey, you hurt my feelings, you hurt my feelings, and we'll be quiet for about 30 minutes. <laughs> we will do it, and then we'll come back as we're walking, and we'll say, okay, let me tell you what I meant, or let me tell you what I meant, and I'm a, I'm, I'm grateful for that because it's grow, it is growing me up. It, it, it's teaching me how to disagree but not be disagreeable, not be, mm-hmm. oh, well, because you don't agree with what I'm saying. So it's teaching me to be a better friend and a better sister, and I'm grateful for that. So when I'm having these conversations about sisterhood, y'all please know my ears are open too. I don't want y'all to think for one goddamn second that I can have a goddamn Super Soul Sunday and I am the bitch with all the answers because guess what? My challenges ain't no different than y'all's. And when we start acting like we don't have challenges and we start acting like I can tell you how to be married. I can tell you you're supposed to act like a lady but think like a man. I can tell you how to live your best. It's like, listen, I can't tell y'all none of that. I can only tell you what's working for me. And if you acted like a lady and thought like a man, you would be acting differently than what is innately in you. Be yourself. See, what happens is you see a lot of television productions. Come on. And behind television productions are a lot of producers who, because of the television production, don't have the time to do anything else but produce TV and they become disconnected from the world around them. So they're not giving you real information. They're trying to make the person who is talking to you an authority about everything. And anyone who knows anything knows that there is more information, despite how much you know, that you will not know. Mm. And when you come across as an authority on all things, such as our sister Oprah Winfrey, who sometimes comes across as if she cannot make a mistake. It makes it that much difficult when people are asking, has she reached out to apologize, to say anything? How can you when the world has put you up on a pedestal and individuals like a Kim Whitley will refer to you as God? And again, this is not said with animosity towards them. It's said with a level of concern that they've disconnected from the appreciation that they should have for themselves as sisters to say, let's come around and have a real conversation. But it's because the producers are producing you to be more than what you are, mm. as opposed to being satisfied with who you are and not being worried about ratings because you said, again, what is popular, but you are not embarking upon what is real. Come on, y'all. We are talking about it today. Sisterhood. Are we our own worst enemy? And here's something else I want to share, Daddy. It's coming to me. When we think about sisterhood, I think about my mother. As though she's my mother, she's still a woman, and it's still the sisterhood. And there was a time that You wouldn't fathom a parent being jealous or envious of a child. 
because you would feel like you want your child to have better than you had. And I watched me and my mother's relationship through the years. And it came to a point where, yes, she's my mother, but I'm looking at her as a woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her as a married woman. And I'm looking at her as a woman with a family. And when Sydney and I stepped over, when we came out of brother and sister, and we went into, we were getting ready to have a relationship. Oh. Okay, when we did it. Oh, oh we did that. Let me put that. Your, my pencil on your paper. You did, and you wrote in it. Oh. I like it. Boom, boom. So, when I say to my mother, who was my girl? I want y'all to know, this was my girl. And I say to my mother, oh my God, mommy, you'll never believe who I'm, I'm digging. I said, Ma, me and Sydney are going on a date. She said, what? I said, me and Sydney. And then she said, it's been under your nose the whole time. It's been under your nose the whole time. So this is my girl. I'm like, yes. Now, I want to, every man I've ever been in a relationship with, I want to be clear, I've been the boss. Make no mistake about it, I had the biggest dick in the relationship. I signed up for the Oprah Winfrey University of Empowerment and Independency, which meant, nigga, I don't need you. Whoever make the money, make the rules. No fault of hers, but that's what was putting out there. I bought into it, and that's how I carried it. So every man I was in a relationship with, nigga, you know, who, you know what this is. And my mom never pulled me up and said, hey, that's not how you treat a man. Hey. You got to know your place, baby. You being disrespectful. Never was it that. Now, when money got into play, never was it that. It was, Nikki, you running shit. You let them know. Okay, and you got my money in the account because you running shit. So now here comes Sydney. And being best friends and being husband and wife is two different things because the tolerance is different. As a best friend, Sydney could tell me to go home. Go home, bitch. You getting on my nerves, okay? I get out my room, bitch. He didn't put me out of his room a many a night when we was roommates. Get on, Monique. But as your wife, ain't no way I can go now because we're together. And he was the first man that said to me, hey, you need to get some help because there's something going on that I can't break through, you need to go get you some help. Now, keep in mind, I'm telling my mother all of this. I'm telling my mother, oh, my God, Mommy, he's the first one that's, that's, that, that's, that's not letting me get away with it. He's the first one that's standing up to me. He's the first one that said, listen, you got to get some of that weight off of you because you won't be around in 10 years. He's the first one, and I'm saying this to my mother, and I'm watching my mother get jealous. I'm watching my mother almost with a look of, your father ain't never treated me like that. And now here this nigga come, and he going to show you what it's really supposed to be? And I remember me and my mother having a conversation one day, and she said to me out of nowhere, because we were going at it, we were going at it, because I'm like, Ma, why can't you see this shit? And she said, Monique, you've given Sydney all the power. And I had to pause because I was going to say, bitch, what did you say? But that's my mother. So I had to catch myself <laughs> and pause. And I said, Ma, 
What? Like I said, you've given him all the power. I said, no, ma'am, I've not given Sydney any power. What you're seeing for the first time is me giving a man respect. And that's something you've never given to your husband. So you're having a problem with me giving it to mine. And I'm not going to stop, Ma. It's working. This is the first time I know what it is to be dealing with a man. A man. So for the women that say, I can't believe you call your husband daddy, he's the first goddamn daddy I've ever had. Am I clear, sisters? He's the first daddy I've ever had. He's the first man that's ever set me down and says shit to me that I wish my father would have said to me. He's the first man, and I'm not saying they're not out there. He's the first man I've ever seen nurture his goddamn sons. And I got uncles. I got brothers. I know other niggas. He's the first man I've seen. Again, I'm not saying they're not out there. He's the first one I've seen nurture his family. So when I hear my mother say, you've given him all the power, it made me say, hey, listen, I got to stop using this drug. And that drug was called my family. Because they were toxic and it was making me sick. And I was taking that toxin into the family that I asked for. And I had to drop that shit off. So when I read those text messages from my sister, I'm not fucked. I'm not hurt by it. I empathize with my sister. Mm-hmm. I empathize with my sister because you're not just dropping that off for me. You got daughters. I empathize with a woman who's never been able to stand on her own. I empathize with that. I don't make fun of that. I don't say, I applaud your downfall. I applaud things going wrong. Never would I do that to any sister out there because if we just took each other by the hand and said, hey, sis, what you need today? You good today? If we just lifted each other up and see if y'all think about it, I want y'all to think about our sister Oprah Winfrey, and I want you to think about the sister she's had an issue with. It was Miss Whoopi Goldberg for years. They had an issue. Academy Award winner, where they wasn't talking, wasn't speaking. Didn't and know why. Didn't know why. Then let's go to Iyan Lavanzant. See, for years, they weren't talking. They had an issue. Let's go to Toni Braxton. Y'all saw the interview where she talked to that sister like... Like, like she wasn't a human being who had made mistakes in her life. And had Toni Braxton said, bitch, who you think you're talking to? She would have been in her right. Now you got me. Now, that's four black women, four black women that this this on top black woman and had a problem with. And at Dill K009 said, Oprah doesn't like black people. And what I'll say is that I understand why you might communicate that. However, I believe that she loves people of color. But I believe that there's an over-respect for Caucasians that she has to a degree that if you look at her show for the last 30 years that she had before it went off the air or 25 years, you saw who dominated the scope. And what happens is, as I say that in reference to her, it's with a level of empathy because being raised in the South, there is a level of as the, the Pavlovian theory of conditioning. And that if you've been conditioned, if we look at TV the last 100 years, we will see that everything that's been depicted puts people that are not of color in a position where they look extraordinary. I used to think Ginger and Marianne was the shit. Mm. Okay. Okay. 
because you all you saw was white people on TV. Mm-hmm. And if you're raised around that imagery, you want to be able to assimilate and be a part of. It's the reason why after we were free, we didn't circle back and say we need to get revenge because we had already been indoctrinated into the mindset of how do we assimilate. And I don't have an issue with assimilation as long as you don't forget where you came from. And there's a level of forgetting where she came from that, again, we empathize with, but it must be addressed. And when you put a person on God's status, you do them a disservice by disconnecting them from their community, Mm. from allowing them to be awakened to say, because if she didn't like black, she wouldn't have helped out the sisters in Africa to provide the school. And there's many things that she's done for people that we don't even know about. So I ain't going to drop it on a sister and say that she doesn't love her people. But there's a level of disconnect and love that she may not have for herself as a black woman that seems to be communicated. Because the individuals on the master classes go through the episodes, see the amount of African Americans, or see the amount of people of color who are given master classes, who are given Super Soul Sundays. It is because of the indoctrination of the black spirit into this society, and not just black folks. If you are not Caucasian, look at how it goes. For us as a community. So when you happen to be a woman and then if women are second class citizens, then what are women of color? Come on. And if you don't unite together, then what opportunities do you have? Because there are many men that are interested in taking advantage of the vulnerabilities of women. Hence, Roger Ailes, Bill O'Reilly and You're dealing with a gentleman, Bill Cosby, who's on trial right now, and the jury is out. But it was a lot of people that spoke in reference to that. So what we're saying is you got to stick together as women first, but then secondarily because we, you as black women, have been brought over here as slaves and been raped, been taken advantage of. And when you are a man of color, And you see that there's a disconnect between that black man and his black woman. Go back to slavery when the black man could not protect his black woman because when the master came and took her body, he had to stand there and watch. Or he chose to stand and watch. He didn't have to because he was supposed to die that night. Mm. Mm. So when we have that commitment Mm. to one another... When we have that commitment to one another as a community, that's the only way things are going to change. That's the only way things are going to change. And as I sit here, I'm honored to be sitting next to this black woman. And as I cry, I'm honored to be connected to the universe that it would allow me to cry unembarrassed about it because we want you to hear what is taking place when you have individuals that are reaching out and saying listen all we have is us you you are seeing things on TV where the left is saying or the right is saying that This shooter who went out and killed these Republicans. The left is showing so much animosity. 
and the right. We're all people. These labels that we're putting on one another, that's the thing that's dividing us. America's the best country in the world is what they're saying. America is a part of the world. And to say it's the best country in the world when there's homelessness, when there's racism, the bigotry that takes place, when the educational system is shit, what good is it to say it's the best country in the world? What we need to focus on is being the best people we can possibly be and trying to unite the world. Okay. Now. Mm. Yes, you are, Robin. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. And y'all, question why I call him daddy. Y'all got some people to question that. And I will say this. To you, women, don't let nobody stop you from loving your man. And men, don't let anyone stop you from loving your woman. Because I call her mama, but it seems like people don't hear that. All y'all hear me saying is daddy, but y'all don't hear my daddy saying mama. Because we've been so conditioned to be so fucked up. That we stick to that. And why she calling him daddy? And why she calling him daddy? You lonely bitch, let me tell you why. Because he is. Because he is. And that's how she'll talk to you. And after she calls you the lonely bitch. Talk, okay. What I'll refer to you as the individual who hasn't gotten a chance to take enough repetitions to see what love really is. And see where you fit into that equation. So that you can get yourself some of this rice we got. Come on. Come on, baby. Y'all, oh, we talking about it today. Sisterhood, are we our worst enemy? And again, I'm going to say this. This is the kind of show that if we listen, we might get better. If we listen, we might get better. And see, again, because now it's on me, goddammit. When we talk about Oprah and black men, see, she got behind Dr. Phil. She got behind Dr. Oz. Tell me one black man that that woman's ever gotten behind and said, what you're saying, the world needs to hear. What you're saying, the world needs to hear. The picture that has been painted is, our men ain't shit. And don't listen to them. See, even in doing business, even when we do business, and we do business with with some sisters or brothers, but we're doing business with some sisters, and you can even see their almost resentment with a black man talking to them respectfully and like a gentleman, but it's got to say, this is wrong, or we need to fix this, and they almost come off like... (gasps) Black man, I don't trust your word. What are you doing? We're talking about it today, y'all. Let's go to the lines and see what y'all got to say. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Hi, Monique. Um, I just want to say that I'm a huge, huge fan. Um, I just have a question. Will you guys ever do, um, like, a class in Atlanta that's recorded live and charge people for that? Hey, you know what? Anything is possible. <laughs> y'all keep y'all keep talking like that to us. Anything is possible. So that's what we're going to leave it, baby. Anything is possible. Thank you, my sweetness. You know, y'all, I, I I have to laugh at this, and I know I shared it the last show. What is so funny is a few years ago, right? And I was probably showing off really bad. 
And I was probably having one of those moments where I could have understood had my husband walked away. But instead, he picked me up. He talked me through it. He loved me through it. And I said, yo, the world needs to hear you because I know I'm not unique and you're saving my life. And he said, I'm not saving your life. You're just listening. And I said, but the world has to hear it. And he said, no, that's not what I do. And I said, you won't be able to stop it. So as we sit here right now today on this podcast, and I see the people and they're saying, oh, my God, Sid, you're helping me. Oh, God, Sid, you need your own show. Oh, my goodness, Sid, thank you. I'm watching what I knew was going to happen. Because he has such a way of not making you feel like you're stupid in your thinking. And that was one of my biggest things where nobody could help me because I didn't want to feel stupid in my thinking. So I wouldn't even share it. And I would just walk around full of resentment because I was too embarrassed to say, this is what I'm thinking, but I don't want it to be stupid. And then once I would say it and he would look at me and go, is that it? And I'd be like, yeah. And by the time we got finished... Baby, my shoulders were back and my chest was up and my chin was lifted and I felt like, oh man, I can conquer the world. So when I say you watch this black woman who's got behind these white men and I ain't knocking it, but God damn it, we got some good black men out here. We got some kings out here, sisters, that could fill our souls and that could nurture us in a way that we ain't never been nurtured before that will make us so much stronger for our communities and our babies and generations to come. So when I read these motherfucking blossoms and, and gossip columns and shit, and they saying, oh, she call him daddy, and oh, and oh, and I want to reach through and say, bitch, what you call yours? Because if you respect him enough, if you respect him enough, you'll be honored to say, daddy, what you want for dinner? Daddy, what you need from me? Because you know that man is saying, Mama, I got you. Mama, we good. We've been so taught sisters not to love them that when we get a good one, we don't know what to do with them. We don't know how to treat them. We don't know how to love them. And most men I've run into don't have the patience that my husband has. That's why I've been banging in my mouth before. I did, my first one. <laughs> because the patience. <laughs> you hit him too. I, oh, oh, baby. Okay. Yeah, well, bang, let me, let bang me not make you it. Too. Baby, you bang bang him too. Him, okay, all up in the about the face and the neck. Right. We're so, going to the lines. Let's see who's on the, <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> hey, baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for answering, Monique and Sydney. This is. I don't even know which name to give. I'm going to give Crystal my government. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> I'm calling to tell you that I'm so thankful for you, Monique. You just don't know how much you touched me. You too, Sydney. You touched me too, boy. But <laughs> I am the baby out of five adult women. I'm the sister, the fifth, the sixth sister. And because I'm the youngest, and mind you, when I say youngest, I mean my sister before me is eight years older than me. My sister before her was eight years before her. So I'm like way at the bottom of sisters. And when I tell you, to, ha- I had to fight for my respect. And to this day, I don't speak to one of my sisters. And honest to God, Monique, and I'm not saying this to be evil, 
if she was to pass tomorrow, I won't go to her funeral. That's how much of the resentment I have for this woman. This woman is a pure evil. My mom named her Debbie, and I think it was because she knew that she was the devil. Like, <laughs> damn. Literally. Well, I'm Millicent. so sorry, but that's real, real, real brutal, honest scene right now. Like, my sister is a devil. and But it hurts me. It hurts me because I'm the baby, Monique. And my oldest sister, who is just, her birthday is in August. She'll be 43. She's sick. We don't know what's wrong with her. She's, like, really, really sick. So everybody planned this sister trip to Georgia to go see my sister, and the devil came. But the devil, she wants to reconcile with everybody except me, and I'm the baby. It's like I don't understand how you can want to reconcile, and she hates people. She hates other individuals in my family because they accept me, and they love me. Like, if you love Crystal, you can't love me, too. And that's what she did to my eldest sister, my oldest sister. She did that to her. And now that my oldest sister is sick, she she reconciling with her. So we was all in Georgia to, you know, love on my sister that's sick. And she came, which I didn't know she was coming because had I knew she, I wouldn't have been there. But on top of her coming, she literally, she didn't reconcile with me. She didn't say, you know what, baby sister, you, you, and I'm going to love you just because you're you. She didn't do that. But it's like people look at me and they be like, well, Crystal, you need to be the bigger person and you need to do this and you need to do that. And I'm sick of that. Like, okay, yes, I'm the baby sister. I'm 31, but I'm not going to let anybody treat me any type of way. And that's what she want to do. She want me to do, she want me to live my life according to her. And I can't do that no more. I used to do that, but I can't do it anymore. And that's what she wants me to do. And it's like due to I had a voice of my own and I said I'm not doing it no more. Now she's, like, totally against me. Like, she hates me. She 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 despised me. Her and her two daughters jumped me in front of my mama, in front of my two kids, like, beat me down, dragged me by my hair type, jumped me. And they want me to just be like, you know what, Crystal? Ignore it. That's your sister. What, Love her anyway. It, it's I, can't do hard. I can't do that. It's, I can't do that. It's kind of hard to ignore an ass whooping. Come on. But hmm. that's when you that's when you Preach. get the, that's when you get the police involved in that situation. Exactly. But, but, but I was going to say to your point when you said you despise your sister. As hard as it is, when you despise someone, that affects you inwardly. It it does, but I'm I'm learning to cope with that affection. Like I'm learning to like you know what hey, Crystal, you want her to speak Crystal. to you, but you ain't gonna do it first, Crystal. Do me a favor, baby, and just listen. Because, see, one of my biggest problems, too, I get to talking while I'm trying to get the help. So, <laughs> hold on for a second. I'm chatting up, listening. So, there's a, when you are despising, that's affecting you inwardly. And what you don't despise, you don't really despise your sister as much as you're despising what it is that your sister does and the way in which she acts towards you. And that's typically what happens with individuals, we think that we dislike the person as opposed to disliking what it is that they do. And what you may find out is that in speaking with her, if you ever get a chance to really have a conversation, that part of the issue is she thought that your life was easier than her life because you are the baby. And that is that perhaps may be true because as your parents or mom gets older, they become more wise Things become better when t- time passes and there's a misdirected 
resentment that that person has towards you because they don't recognize that you didn't control when you were born. You were born when you were born and they were born when they were born. And there's a disconnect, which I believe is the same parallel that Monique and her sister Millicent are having. And if they named her Debbie because she's the devil, get Millicent, which is less than a penny. Okay, Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, Monique and I have had the conversations where I said where I've shared with her, you got to love her through it because there's some addictions that she's dealt with. There's some personal problems throughout the years that she's dealt with. And they say when you're younger and you're dealing with addiction, that your intellectual capacity ends at the point that you started your addiction. So what happens is when they say that you have to be the bigger person to some degree you do, but it's not for her. It's not for Debbie. It's for you so that you're able to love that individual through it, even though you may have to love them from afar and to not go to the funeral shouldn't be done because you despise her. It's just because you did all you could do when she was here on this earth because yeah. people have a a history of giving flowers when people are gone. That's why we got to give it right now when they're here. We love you, Do you baby. Do think I should reconcile one more time? Just for sister's sake. What I'm saying is each situation is different. Mm-hmm. Different, yeah. And the thing that most people don't tell you is that they want to give you an answer and want you to follow their answer. What I'm going to say to you is, You're living the situation, so now you've got to do the work. But I know that life would be better for you if you made your attempt, and if that attempt did not work, then you you did your best. But I guess my best wasn't good good enough. (laughs) And you got to keep on moving. We love you, baby. We love you. Have a good one, Mama. You know, again, that's why. Monique and Sydney's open relationship is necessary because it is not the bullshit conversations. It is not the bullshit answers. It is the real talk, y'all, that I so humbly believe that could save our community. And not just the black community, our community as in people, as just human beings. Human beings. We're going to go into the lines and take this last caller. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? This is Queen Cookie. How you doing, baby? <laughs> Mama! What's happening? Oh, my God. You guys have me in tears over here. Aww. Watching the love that you guys possess with each other. I tell you, you can't beat that love circle, that marriage circle, and you guys keep being who you are because you are setting an example for those that are coming up behind you and I want you to know that I love you and you keep standing in your truth and Sydney I love how you protect your beautiful bride that's what you put here to do and I love you guys we love you back I love you honey oh my god this is one of the best shows that you guys have ever presented to the public thank you guys because the public needs to hear this we appreciate it thank you mama I'll call you All later. Right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, y'all got me crying. I got to go in here and wipe these tears down. <laughs> All right, baby. Oh. All right, baby. You call me later, baby. Yes, ma'am. All right, sweetheart. Love you guys. Love you back. <laughs> 
And what folks don't know is that I'm not protecting her. I'm protecting her from tearing some people's asses off out the frame. <laughs> like folks be like, folks be like, folks be like, folks be like. <laughs> Sydney, I love how you protect her, but you gotta understand, she's a woman who has had to ride alone. For a very long time, and she's well-versed in protecting herself, there's a level of protection that is me involved in protecting her from herself and protecting others from her because when you come at her wrong, all she knows is fight, 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 fight. (laughs) And I'm like, when you get older and you fight, you go to jail. You see what I'm saying? We won't keep mama home because the kids, they be like, where's mama at? She's in jail. Fighting again. I had to beat the... Okay, ma'am. And, and, and if Monique is fighting, Rob is going to fist fight. And don't let Tommy be in proximity either. Don't do it. Because they're going to ball up their fists, okay? So what happens is which women of color have had to fight historically they've had to fight so all they know is fight but when you introduce love into the equation now you have that intestinal fortitude which launched the fight but you have it mixed with love and mixed with reason and now you have an opportunity to see the best out of this individual because they are the nurturers and what typically happens is we in the world extract the best from our women and we forget the rest. Mm. And we can't do that. We have to remember the ones who got us here. And unless you's a test tube baby. Don't do it. <laughs> it. It was a woman who brought you here. Wait a minute, Daddy. No, but I like the way you looked over. That spirit hit you and you look right at me like, you get that? <laughs> I got that. Oh, we want to thank y'all. We want to thank each and every one of y'all, baby, for giving us your ears, your heart, your mind. You know, my daddy always says, take the best and leave the rest. But we would ask that you tell a friend, tell another friend, and then tell ten more friends. Because one day, who knows, y'all might just be seeing this every day on the TV. Or at least once a week. Come on now, let's talk about it. What did they tune into? They tune into uh, Play.it. No, what's the name of this show? This show is called Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Okay, then. And you can go to play.it and click right on it, baby. So, again, pass the word and keep on passing the word. We really think it's making a difference. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.